Welcome to the Grace Vineyard Podcast, where we are building growing communities of worshipers who are becoming like Christ, empowered to do His work. We hope you enjoy this message. You know, it wouldn't be one of my sermons if I didn't bring you uh, one or two of my world-fantastic jokes. So it's like, uh, I've got one, it's, it, I find, and this is kind of interesting, I finally figured out, you know, we had Mother's Day, which sales, flower, everything, you know, they rarely have Father's Day sales. Did you ever wonder why? I figured it out, because fathers are priceless. <laughs> and you know why sons love Father's Day so much? Because it falls on a Sunday. And of course, my personal favorite that I found, what is the best thing a new dad, or any of us for that matter, can get on Father's Day? A nap. Yeah, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Thank you very much, thank you very much. Okay. So the question is, what is a father? You know, I found four, I, I really found five main things that a father or a male should learn to do well. One, motivators. We need to be good motivators. As men, as fathers, at times we need to be helpers, coaches, and friends. We have to be able and willing to lift each other up when we see one of us is falling. As fatherlessness is a great concern in our society today. We need to be encouragers. Every child or young person loves positive feedback and encouragement from the male figures in their lives. We need to be encouragers. We need to be trainers and mentors. We need to be or learn to be able to train a younger generation how to take our places. We need to be counselors because sometimes we may have to fulfill the role of a counselor and just be someone who listens to them when they need someone to talk to without any of our judgment or criticism. The fifth thing that I I really wasn't going to bring up is we need to be enforcers. And I don't mean that enforcers in a mean and angry way. I mean, we've got to be those gentle enforcers that let kids know there are boundaries, there are guidelines, there are rules, or else there's chaos. So you see, fathers like mothers are pillars in the development 
of a child's emotional well-being. Children look to their fathers to lay down the rules and enforce them. They also look to their fathers to provide a feeling of security, both physical and emotional. It's about being consistently available for our kids through the good times and the bad. Being personally engaged in their lives, their interests, their hopes, and their dreams on a daily basis. We need to be curious and attentive. Put our own distractions to the side and show our children the compassion, the hope, and belief when they need it most. You know, I, I fail miserably every day as a father, at least in my own mind. You know, and, and I'm sure that there's men sitting here today that wish they could have done this better or wish they could have done that better. You know, and I want to tell you, today isn't about that. It's not about how you don't measure up. It's not about what you didn't do right. It's not about uh, how you should have done it better. Today is a day about God's love and embrace for each of us. So I want to share a little story that uh, Jesus tells which I believe is all about God, the Father in our lives today. And it's uh, Luke 15, 11 through 32. It might be up on the screen, and you can follow along with me. So it's like a man had two sons. The younger son told his father, I want my share of your estate now before you die. So his father agreed to divide his wealth between his sons. A few days later, this younger son packed all his belongings and moved to a distant land. And there he wasted all his money in wild living. About the time his money ran out, a great famine swept over the land. And he began to starve. He persuaded a local farmer to hire him. And the man sent him into his fields to feed the pigs. The young man became so hungry that even the pods he was feeding the pigs looked good to him. But no one gave him anything. When he finally came to his senses, he said to himself, at home, even the hired servants have food enough to spare. And here I am dying of hunger. I will go home to my father and say, Father, I have sinned against both heaven and you, and I'm no longer worthy of being called your son. Please take me on as a hired servant. So he returned home to his father, and while he was still a long way off, this is the key here, his father saw him coming. Filled with love and compassion, he ran to his son and embraced him and kissed him. Then his son said to him, Father, I have sinned against both heaven and you, and I am no longer worthy of being called your son. But his father wasn't paying much attention. He said to the servants, Quick, bring the finest robe in the house and put it on him. Get a ring for his finger and sandals for his feet, and kill the calf we have been fattening. We must celebrate with a feast, 
for this son of mine was dead and now has returned to life. He was lost, but now he is found. So the party began. Meanwhile, the older son was in the fields working. When he returned home, he heard music and dancing in the house, and he asked one of the servants what was going on. Your brother is back, he was told, and your father has killed the fattened calf. We are celebrating because of his safe return. Now the older brother was angry and wouldn't go in. So his father came out and begged him, come on in. But he replied, all these years I've slaved for you and never once refused to do a single thing you told me to do. And in all that time, you never gave me even one young goat for a feast with my friends. Yet when this son of yours comes back after squandering all your money on prostitutes, you celebrate by killing the fattened calf. Ouch. His father said to him, look, dear son, you have always stayed by me. And everything I have is yours. We had to celebrate this happy day, for your brother was dead and has come back to life. He was lost, but now he's found. Let that sink in for a second. Because I don't know which one of the sons you are, or if you've been both of the sons. I know I have. You know, uh, you're, you're, you're talking about a kid, and we're talking about a in the Jewish times, back in, the, back, back in that time period, when a son came to their parents and said, hey, I want my inheritance, it's kind of like, you're dead to me, father. This was supposedly a man of great respect, probably a leader in his community. Everybody's looking at him. Yet every day, I imagine, he went out to that field to look to see if his son was coming. He probably had people telling him all throughout town, your son's wasting all your money on prostitutes, gambling, drinking. Probably giving him reports over and over again that he had to listen to. Here the son finally realizes what's going on probably one of those people he was partying with that he got the job from. And this is a Jewish young man feeding pigs. Not very good luck. Not in those times. He finally realizes to himself, man, I screwed the pooch here. I need to go back. I need to ask for forgiveness. It's kind, of a, it's kind of strange that he didn't even get to tell the father before the father ran up to him, kissed him and embraced him, loved on him. Just like God does for us. It doesn't matter what we do. We don't need to strive to be better. We don't need to work to be better. He loves us just as we are right now, right here. And all, your, and, and all your crap, he loves you. 
It wouldn't mean very much if you had to work for his love. Because then we'd be responsible for that. <laughs> I did this for God. I do that for God. When we, when we serve for God, we need to do it from that heart of ours that desires the closeness, that shows the compassion of understanding where we once were. And maybe, just maybe, we can provide a little sustenance, a little grace, a little love, a little mercy to someone who doesn't have that. So you got the father that runs up back to the son, not even paying any attention to what his son says. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go get the robe. Go get the ring. Go kill the fat calf. We're going to have a party. And it, which is exactly what happens in heaven every time. One of us turns from our sin and turns back to God. Party in heaven. Party in heaven. You know what I mean? Sometimes it almost, almost makes me think about sinning a little bit so I can have another party. You know? Trust me, I don't need to worry about that. I do it every day. <clears throat> then you have the other son. Is that where you fit in? Do you strive to do everything perfect? Listen to every single word? Follow every single rule? With an expectation? That you deserve something more? Because I've been both these sons. The one that wanders away and the one that Aren't you listening to me, God? I'm doing everything you asked me to do. I don't think you're paying attention to me. You're not seeing this. Expectation. I think we can be either one of those sons. And as women, don't get caught up on the male because you could be either one of those daughters. So in general, the father signifies God's title as the life giver, the authority, and powerful protector. He's often viewed as immense, omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent, with infinite power, he's charitable, and he has grace that goes beyond our human understanding. You know, I, I can't even fathom the grace he's had in my own life. Can you in yours? It's a love and a grace that, that, that I don't find is even human. You know, it's like a, I love you unconditionally. I'm sorry, I got conditions. And if you're sitting there and you, you don't have any conditions, come see me, we'll talk. 
I bet I can show you some of them. You know, the, the closest thing I've found to an unconditional love is I have this little nephew that I go pick up every Tuesday night and take to a meeting. He has more clean time than I do, too. <clears throat> and that's with the dog. He loves unconditionally. That's the only thing I've found alive today that I can really kind of wrap my head around what is unconditional love is that of a puppy. So things that we can't achieve or be until that day, because God promises that we're going to be perfected one day on the Lord's return. Until that time, understand that you're not going to be perfect. You're not going to be able to follow every rule. You're not going to be able to be sinless, although I think God would like us to sin a little less. But we're not going to be perfect. Give yourself a break and accept the Father's embrace. You don't have to do anything for it. Nothing. He loves you right now and even with what you did yesterday and even what you're going to do tomorrow that you don't even know about. He loves you. What we can do is our best to be patient, loving, and supportive to others. We can set positive examples for the children in our lives and help them to grow into responsible and successful adults. We can be the men that they look up to and admire and the women and the women. We can make a difference in their lives just by being involved in their upbringing. But again, I'm going to implore you that just for today, right now, let's accept the Father's love freely and completely, knowing that we're good with Him just as we are without having to do anything more or less. I don't know where I'm at with time, but can the band come back up here? I'm sure some of you would like to get out of here and go to breakfast with your children. Um, I can be a little long-winded at times. Now, was that not a great worship this morning? Let's hear it for the worship band. You know what I mean? You know, uh, they come up here, they practice, they pray, you know, and, and Kent and I do not talk before I'm coming up here to preach, yet he usually nails it, or his wife will come up to me and give me a word about the Lion of Judah and how he loves us, and we are great in his sight. You know, 
if we could just for a second stop and just close our eyes and be like one of those children. I mean, Papa, why do you love me? Because you're fearfully and wonderfully made, my child. Because you are a member of the royal priesthood. Because I knew you and who you were and who you were going to be before the foundations of the earth. Just so you know, I wrote your name on the palm of my hand so I'll never forget you. I will be with you always. Always. So if you're here today and you, you haven't accepted Jesus as your personal Savior or you're online, but you want to, or maybe you're here and you're just returning to him because you don't think you're really that worthy. You're, you think you're like one of the prodigal children. But you're returning to him now. Follow me in this prayer. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for my sins and were raised again to life. You're sitting now at the Father's right side. Please, Lord, forgive me and cleanse me white as snow. I love you and I give my life to you today. In Jesus' name. If you just said that prayer, guess what? They're having a party. They killed the fatted calf for you. They're dancing, they're singing, they're partying, they're having a good old time. And one day, one day you're going to get to be a part of that. And you don't have to work for it. You don't have to work for it. If you had to work for it, it really wouldn't be a gift. It'd be a job. So I don't know if uh, God has been talking directly to you today and you'd like some individual prayer, but we're gonna have, there's going to be some people up here on the side that are, are going to be here to pray for you. Um, they're available for you to talk to, to pray for you. You know, I just want to wish you a blessed and wonderful Father's Day today as his peace rests upon your shoulders. I want to thank you very much for coming and listening to this old man. You know, uh, I'm not worthy to be up here. And that's the funny thing about God. He doesn't call people that know how to do it. He's calling you right now for something that you have no idea how to do. Yet he's going to do it for you. 
Rejoice in that. Rejoice in his miracles. And if you don't you don't see in those miracles, stop and close your eyes. I'll bet you can. In your own life. I know I see him in mine. We hope you've enjoyed this message. This weekly podcast is available on our website, gracevcf.org, where you can learn more about Grace Vineyard and our vision for people everywhere to know and worship God.